the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. I'm Ben South, your host. And I'm Danny Smith. Right here with you, Ben. Man, glad y'all are joining us this week. Danny, it's been a crazy week in the world, and everything is just kind of, it seems to be turning upside down everywhere you look, doesn't it? It does. You know, every uh, every week it seems to be sort of a new headline, uh, and it seems like people get all, uh, and myself included, get uh, kind of up in arms about what's happening. Um, you know, we live in a day and age where there's uh, lots of opinions, you know, when we were growing up, we didn't have uh, the uh, social media stuff to um, to see all these opinions. They existed, but it was mostly around the kitchen table or at the back porch or around the water cooler at work. And yeah, it's just kind of crazy every day, every week, waking up to new stuff and, and seeing what all is in the world. But, you know, God is good. And uh, thankfully, we can um, see things with a perspective that hopefully will uh, shape how we view all of these things in life. You know, lately in the news, there's been a lot about people, you know, when they get caught in stuff, even having to say I'm sorry and whether or not, um, you know, if the apologies are real apologies. And I thought today we'd talk a little bit about how to say I'm sorry and really saying an apology and not doing those non-apology apologies. So is that our talk about today? Hey, let's do it. I think that's really good. I Before like we it. dive into that, though, Danny, why don't you tell them about our sponsor for this episode? You bet. Hey, we're thankful for Central Baptist College. Uh, they know if you need a college degree, but you don't have the time, their Pace College degree program at Central Baptist College in Conway, Arkansas, has a proven in-class, online, or hybrid course format. They have multiple degrees to fit your busy schedule. CBC understands that you can't quit your full-time job. That's why they developed a flexible format that's helped adults for 20 years earn their degree while working full-time. Here's how you can get started. Visit cbc.edu slash online, apply for admission or request a virtual meeting. A personal enrollment counselor will help you enroll in classes. So go visit cbc.edu slash online today. You can earn your degree, start reaching your goals. And, you know, the one class, uh, Ben, that I didn't take at CBC, never took this one really at any uh, college or seminary. Uh, uh, thankfully, over the years, there's been some some books or maybe some sermons or stuff like that. But yeah, how to say sorry. You know, sometimes in life, that's one of the bigger hurdles that's really difficult to uh, to maneuver through. There's so many layers as to why it's hard to say sorry or when to say sorry. Uh, there's a lot of different layers to, uh, you know, who's at fault and stuff like that. And, you know, in ministry, um, the one thing that uh, if you haven't run into this yet, which I know several, uh, most of our listeners probably have, um, there's just going to be a time where you're going to have to, you know, apologize to someone because of something you said, whether it was through, um, you know, just a, a misplaced joke, uh, a, uh, a an obvious offense or something like that. But being able to say sorry is a big part of ministry. 
Um, and so I know in my life, uh, in my ministry, there's been a few times I've had to say sorry. Okay, more than a few times. <laughs> uh, there's There's been those times I've had to say sorry, and it's tough. It's so tough. So Ben, I don't, I don't know how we want to dissect that, but maybe just start right there. Why is it so tough to say I'm sorry, uh, especially maybe in a ministry context? Well, I think for a lot of us saying I'm sorry, it goes into a lot of things just into our psyche because we have to admit I messed up. Um, that I made a mistake, um, and it, it injures our pride, and we don't want to admit that we um, could have messed up. And I think in the ministry context, uh, maybe even especially in the chair too, the the ability to do that makes yourself vulnerable. It makes it to where you have got to make you're, you're to some degree putting yourself in the hands of the other people, what they do with it. Uh, because when you say I'm sorry, it, it admits I messed up, I made a mistake, and there's there may be repercussions for that. I think sometimes in ministry, just that we, we can't let our pride get out of the way or afraid of repercussions if we show vulnerability. Another thing with saying I'm sorry is that we can't lose face. We don't want people to think that we can fail and that we're not on this platform or this podium or pedestal that we may have put ourselves up on, we don't want people to think we could fall off of that. And so when we ha- when we do say I'm sorry, it admits weakness, it admits our own inability or failures, and we just don't like to do that. Yeah, I love uh, all of that. As you think about what we do ministry-wise, people look to uh, their minister again um, – Many times in that second, third, fourth chair where you're having a lot more interaction with folks, um, they look at you as someone that you're there to counsel them or you're there to help them live their lives better. And uh, there are some expectations placed on ministers. And so when ministers mess up, it's it's kind of devastating to some folks or it's really uh, strikes them in their heart because they're like, no, wait a minute, I didn't think you struggled with hurting people's feelings. You know, I didn't think you struggled with those things. And yeah, you know, that vulnerability that you mentioned, I think is really, really good because it makes us realize that, you know, we're not professional uh, Christians. Um, We're Christians that struggle every day as well. I need time in the word. I need prayer. I need, excuse me, I need accountability. I need help. I need uh, people to walk alongside me. And so, yeah, I think sometimes in ministry, we can, um, inadvertently just take this, uh, this burden on our shoulders that says, I can't let anyone down. And not that we want to walk around today going, how can I let somebody down? Um, but we can embrace that weakness, that vulnerability. And I think that models for the people that we surf with and that we lead that, you know what, I struggle with these things too. And I'm just trying to figure out how scripture speaks to my life. I'm trying to figure out how scripture speaks to my ministry. And so, you know what, when I apologize, the best I know how I'm trying to do what Jesus has asked us to do, what scripture models uh, for us. And I'm always amazed, Ben, how almost uh, it feels like every book of the New Testament, especially those letters written to the churches, there's always a section about, now, by the way, you have to get along. You you have to get along. Make sure you tell these two people. I'm thinking of Paul's writing in Philippians, you know, of, hey, make sure you tell those two uh, people to get along and, and to quit arguing. So um, I think that's really important. 
when it comes to saying I'm sorry, I think we we have this fear that when they lose that respect, we're not going to have the ability to lead anymore. But the mm-hmm. truth is, when we show vulnerability, when we show weakness, culturally now it's changed. It used to be, you know, a few decades ago, if you showed any kind of weakness, well, you weren't a leader. But yeah, culture right. today respects transparency and honesty. Um, and really, you will endear yourself to the people if you'll just own up to the fact that you make mistakes. Now, in chair two spot, there's going to be a lot of times when you got to do apologize with to your senior leader, to others, and you just need to own it. I remember a couple of times in ministry that I've had to do that. Like I could tell there was tension, and I didn't know what it was. And I think sometimes part of being a leader is not letting that continue. Part of being a true leader is you're the one who, okay, we're going to deal with this situation. Uh, there was one instance I can think of. I was like, I was going over to somebody's house to pick up something else. And I just said, can we talk for a minute? Have I done something? Because if so, I want to apologize for what I've done. Because I, I we need to make sure there's not tension between us. Mm, that's good. And so as a leader, you've got to be the one to sometimes initialize it. Even if you were hurt first, if you maybe you weren't in the wrong, but you need to take ownership for your responsibility. And as a leader, more responsibility lies on you to go to that person to make sure those relationships are mended and that unity is restored as you were talking about. Saying I'm sorry in leadership means that a lot of times you're going to have to initiate that conversation. Even if the greater offense may have been on the other side. You take ownership for your responsibility. And sometimes even we may take responsibility for some of their actions. There's those action steps we take that realizing I'm going to take a little bit more of the blame on this because I think the relationship with this person, with this family is is more important uh, than necessarily how I feel about it. Now, you know, for another podcast and another time, certainly there are offenses that happen in life and ministry that uh, it, it may require bringing some other folks in with that to, to help you work through some of the issues. But I think in the uh, sort of day-to-day, run-of-the-mill, week-to-week grind type thing, yeah, where you just go and say, you know what, I value that relationship more than I do my pride. Um, I value that relationship more than I do just being right 100% in this. And I understand that the work of the gospel in this church uh, in this city, in this place is very important. Uh, and, and sometimes you don't win folks back. Again, sometimes even taking those steps uh, doesn't always result in everybody living happily ever after, but it does begin the process of modeling what discipleship looks like outside of a classroom, what discipleship looks like outside of just, uh, you know, a small group at your house that you had to go, like you said, to that person's house and go, hey, we need to talk. We need to make sure. Um, that, uh, that that I've not done something to offend you or, hey, let's talk about the elephant in the room uh, type thing. And yeah, I think in ministry, that's just something that we've got to learn to do because it's not worth it to always be uh, the guy who refuses to say I'm wrong or who just refuses to say, let's talk about kind of the hard stuff here. So I think it's really good. I'm reminded of the passage that says, uh, as much as it lies within you, live at peace with others. Yeah. And so I think sometimes we don't take that to heart as much as we could. And that sometimes we're going to have to be the one who falls on the proverbial sword. Or we're going to have to be the one who takes the brunt of the responsibility, even if it wasn't necessarily our responsibility. Yeah. For the sake of the relationship, for the sake of unity, for the sake of peace, we do that.
Now yeah. let's let's turn this a little bit and okay the mechanics of saying I'm sorry because I've heard in the news recently with some of the reports even that kind of spurred our thoughts toward this direction of someone who you know they said I'm sorry if you were offended by this I'm sorry if you were hurt that's right yeah you know that's really a non-apology apology I'm, yes you're not is. taking responsibility when you apologize you can just say look I messed up I'm sorry I did this. Um, not, I'm sorry if you got hurt, because that's really what you're admitting is that you're not sorry you did anything, or you don't think you did anything wrong. You're taking no ownership for it. You're only really blaming them for their feelings. Uh, so when you apologize, you've got to take ownership. Don't apologize and say, I'm sorry if you were hurt. I'm sorry if what I said offended you. No. If it offended them, then you need to be sorry for the actual words you said, even if you still meant them. You still didn't mean to offend them, but your words did cause that offense. Therefore, you need to apologize for your words um, and look for a different way to say them, a more generous, more kind, more grace-filled way to say those things so that we look in the future, we're not saying things in those ways. So apologize for the words you said. You may still in some ways mean them, and they may have been needed to be said, but take apology and say, I'm sorry I hurt you. Put it back. I'm sorry I, you know, the, the subject needs to be that what you did, not their response to what you did. Yeah, that's absolutely right. There's nothing worse than a non-apology. And honestly, it can do more damage uh, because it comes across very callous. It comes across very superficial and people see right through that stuff. You know, people are uh, well aware of what non-apologies are. They hear them all the time at work. They hear them from their kids, right? You know, if you have kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews, you know, when they're all around and they do something wrong uh, and you go, okay, little Billy, you did this wrong. Yes, but it was little Susie and she did it too, you know, and uh, I'm sorry, but you know, I think Ken Sandy in his book, The Peacemaker talks about um, if, Let's see. I think he uses the words uh, if, perhaps, and the conjunction but. I had to make sure uh, how I say that, you know, on a podcast. But uh, we, there's three words. Anytime you add to it, you know, if I hurt your feelings, perhaps I may have said something I shouldn't have said. I know this, but I should have done this. Uh, we've just got to be careful how we use those three words in the apology. And again, we're trying to model for folks. Um, who for many in our churches don't have good examples of humility. They don't have good examples of asking for forgiveness and um, how many problems in our own lives and in the lives of the folks that we serve in um, the dynamics of your church staff where forgiveness is the main issue. You know, you just, uh, it was non-apologies. Um, I heard something yeah. years ago and, um, uh, you know, now that my kids are older, they don't necessarily do this. We, we tried to do this when they were younger, um, and I don't even know who this is original with. I just know it's not me, so I want to give credit to somebody that's floating out there. But it was basically when you apologize, you say something along these lines. When you think mechanically, how do we do this? Hey, Ben, I, I'm sorry that I said what I said that hurt your feelings. I know that that was not good. I know that hurt your feelings and I'm asking you to forgive me. Uh, you know, basically there's two or three sentences, four sentences there rather than just going, sorry. And there's more than you just going, oh, it's okay. It's actually acknowledging and it's teaching at a young age to go, hey, here's what I know I did and I need you to forgive me for it. Yeah. I'm sorry I did this. Will you forgive me of this? Yeah. And, just be and, specific about it. That's right. And, and, and own up to it. And if that's the point then when then those relationships can begin to heal because it's 
you're being transparent, you're being open, there's not this casting of blame elsewhere in your apology. It's like, well, if you hadn't have done this, I wouldn't have. Well, stop putting blame elsewhere when you apologize. Take ownership for your actions. Take responsibility. And that model in the church is desperately needed. And you yeah. as a leader need to set that example. Not casting blame, not saying, well, if it had done this, I wouldn't have. Well, that doesn't matter. You still did it. You still said it. You still responded wrong. And people will respond well to toward true transparency and honesty. Just own up to your mistakes. Um, and they're a lot more forgiving than if you try to hide them or rationalize them away. If you'll just own up and say, I messed up. I'm sorry. I need you to forgive me. We're going to try and do better in the future. Yeah. And, you know, people, the majority of the folks in our church, the majority of people in your church staff are going to respond really well. I think it is worth saying that there's going to be some who will gloat over your apology. Uh, you know those folks. Um, so that those kind of people, and maybe we'll talk about this some other time, maybe those EGRs, those extra grace required folks, you know, that sometimes are just waiting to catch you in something. Hey, don't don't let that personality type keep you from also doing the right thing. Uh, you know, they may gloat over it for a while, but I'm telling you, there are people who are watching, who are observing, who will through the grapevine hear how you apologize. And uh, they're going to, there, there's going to be a respect there that's not going to put us on a pedestal, but it's just going to help them in their own lives tremendously. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about, oh, well, let's talk about maybe uh, that inter-church staff leadership dynamic. I mean, for sure with our people that we're serving. What about just with other ministers on your church staff? Or if you don't have multi-staff at your church, uh, maybe you just through your local association, associating with other pastors. Uh, what about that dynamic? How, how does that, uh, how does all this fit into that scope as well? It's the same type thing. Um, you, you've got to have those relationships and, it, and it's the, the first time is the hardest time to say I'm sorry because it's that admitting I can do this and that I make mistakes and you don't know their response. Is it somebody who's going to take advantage of you? Are they going to use this as leverage against you in the future? But I think in the relationships with others and even among a staff, inter-staff relationship, the necessity just to be able to be honest and own up to your faults where you messed up if you said something behind somebody's back or you said something you shouldn't have said just be honest be forthright um and and just be genuine in every conversation and every relationship i think is the key and, and as i said that that first time you apologize the first time you own up to your mistakes is generally the hardest time because you're learning how to do it but once you learn how to do it, it becomes easier just to be transparent and honest and, and own up to it. And I'll say this too, when you know you've messed up, the sooner you can go say, I'm sorry mm -hmm. and make it right, the better, because you're going to have a much quicker turnaround. You're not going to live with it as long. And the more you can address those type of things quickly, the better off you'll be. And it moves toward unity, moves toward a more God honoring work environment relationship. When you can say, I'm sorry quickly. And, and own up to your mistakes. And and leaders will respect that. Your other leaders say, look, this event, I, I forgot to do this. I, you know, this, I neglected to do this. Just own up to it and say, I'm sorry. I messed up. Forgive me. We'll work better to do it right next time. And that that's a refreshing thing because our whole culture, people are prone to cast blame and push it off on someone else. So just say, I'm sorry. 
I messed up. Yeah, absolutely. And again, that respect factor that people both on staff in your church, other pastors will appreciate that because it is refreshing that somebody owns up to it. Uh, you know, it kind of brought up a thought too um, that it's easy. Uh, it's, okay, it's not easy. That's because we're talking about it. It's not easy to say sorry. If we're not careful, we don't want to make it robotic to the point as if it's a magic bullet. Like, oh, sorry, Ben. Uh, I, I didn't mean to do that. Now you need to immediately be okay with me. We're still talking process. We're still talking working through things, but you can't begin the process. You can't begin to work through things without taking that first step of genuine, honest apology, confession, seeking forgiveness. You've got to take that step in the right, honest way in order to begin that process of regaining trust, rebuilding um, you know, camaraderie or whatever may may be the unity that you're looking for. And um, yeah, I think in a church staff, it's easy to, to, you know, sometimes we're just insecure and we think, here's how I would have done that. Or you're talking to somebody in the hallway and they casually slip in a passive aggressive statement about another staff member and you, you sort of, you know, body language or maybe you actually explicitly say something and before you know it, you, you've implicated yourself in kind of talking about, this person behind their back. And so people know this again, none of this is hidden. We may think we're not wrong, but everybody else is like, I saw you that day in the hallway. I heard what you said. It, you did say those things. And, but yeah, to begin the process of growing in Christ likeness, to begin the process of having a church staff or a church or just an association of pastors and leaders, you've got to be uh, ready willing and honest to begin that process of healing by taking that step of saying, I'm sorry, would you forgive me? And that first step is, is the hardest that first time. And so just get into that process of saying, I'm sorry. So maybe there's someone today you need to go and say, you know, I messed up. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? Encourage you to go do that. Danny, it's been good talking to you about apologies and saying, I'm sorry. So yeah, absolutely. I'm, this is good. I'm, I'm sorry I, if you didn't want to talk about this and you, you didn't need to be hurt by our conversation. But I'm sorry. And I hear you. your apology and <laughs> I accept it. <laughs> the non-apology was, apology. That's right. I maybe hurt your feelings with this, but it, anyway, it, uh, I, this was good. This is always... It's just a good checkup every now and then to uh, go, you know what, am I taking those steps to lead out in forgiveness and confession and accountability? And it's got to start somewhere. That's it. Well, thanks for joining us this week on Chair 2 Leaders. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Chair 2 Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates. And make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.